0: Now, as promised by me and potentially dreaded by you, (laughs) I am bringing you the second and final part of the episode that uh, I started last week regarding releasing my very first single ever. And on that previous episode, I spoke about what I did and I also spoke about why I did it. And I mean the song, the conception of the song and the release of the song. This week, however, I'm only going to focus on the how, and I'm going to split it into three tracks. Track number one, I want to talk about the actual instrument and how I composed it. Track number two is going to be about how I recorded it, and track number three is going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about how I released it in the sort of back end of things. But before we get started, as usual, I want to give a shout out to the companies that I endorse. Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, LP Percussion, Gibraltar Hardware, Evans Drumheads, Simpat Accessories, Ultimate Ears, in your Monitors. And by the way, stay tuned to the end of the episode because I have a very special announcement regarding Ultimate Ears. And last but not least, Nirvana Handpans. So that's exactly where I want to start on track one. My dear friend Jay over at Nirvana Handpans is a master builder and creates the most beautiful handpans. And they're just so inspiring and so well-built and reliable and durable. And they're just magnificent. And the craftsmanship behind each and every single one of these instruments is so inspiring. And it's just so overwhelmingly incredible to just put your hands on this instrument and it, they just sing and it's absolutely magnificent. And I'm so thankful for the attention to detail, the the amount of work that he's put in to perfecting his craft. And it's just one of those things where the instrument has inspired me a lot. And I'm convinced that if it hadn't been for his craftsmanship again, and for his attention to detail, I would have never been in this situation where I'm creating music with this particular beautiful instrument and try to spread the 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 sort of culture and the the word about it. Um not that it needs my help but it definitely feels great having a very distinct instrument and having something to share like a a beautiful secret. So when it came to the composition of it and I don't know much about the instrument itself, I just know rhythms in almost like traditional rhythms. In other percussion instruments like congas or frame drums and things like that and I just tried applying them without any sort any sort of inspiration when it comes to the melody at first when I started creating newer songs I have a much more solidified and a much more intention in terms of harmony and melody but this very first song the one song that I'm telling you about, that, the the, the song that started it all, Chasing Shibuya, um, came from a just straight up rhythmic thing where I had no idea about melody and I just played it and it came out. And yes, I started tweaking it as I went along. But that was literally how it was composed. I sat in front of a beautiful instrument and I just started hitting stuff in some rhythm that I felt compelled to. And I can't explain to you. More than that, I literally just came up with it, and that's how the song was created. But then, in terms of the arrangement and all that stuff, that is when I needed help, because I wasn't positive that I knew what I was doing or how I was doing it. And at some point, I got to the point, uh, sorry to be redundant, that I knew what I wanted song structure-wise. So I called my dear friend Leo from Serenity West and Sound Factory Studios here in LA, which are some of my favorite studios on the planet. And I went in and I had a day at the studio where I spent a few hours trying different mics. And um, I was able to record and track. And I did a few passes through the song, which was really, really nerve wracking because I hadn't picked Tempos. I hadn't picked anything. It was just like this impulsive thing that I felt I had to do. And that same day, I recorded uh, a Heim tribute, a song by the way, or a Heim cover, I should say, in form of a tribute. Um, their la- the last song of their last album called "Night So Long," which I have on YouTube as well. And I recorded a bunch of stuff. And oddly enough, that's what the session was for. I wanted to record that and get it on video. And then I just had this other idea that I wanted to lay down and that ended up being the source of everything so I recorded the song and I needed to comp it and pick out the best takes and so on and so forth and I sent it over to my my friend Chase and he ended up arranging it differently and adding drum beats and adding a bass line and stuff like that that I originally and admittedly didn't really think about, I I had a very narrow version and vision of it all, and he helped me expand it, so it came from the idea that I had to go into the studio and getting the best sounds possible, to again, remaining on that second track for now, the the sort of producing part of it, where I, we try to tweak sounds and stuff like that, and that was a really, really interesting part as well, because When I recorded drums or percussion in the past, although I'm thinking about the song when I'm hearing it back, or I'm thinking about the song when I'm recording it, but when I'm hearing it back, I'm focused on me and what I did and being super meticulous about my parts. And it's different when you write the song or when I write the song because I'm thinking about other things. I'm instantly thinking about this feeling and this vibe and that I I got somewhat similar feelings when it came to drumming and of course I want to want people to feel something I want this, the the artist especially to feel a certain way but it was so different hearing something back that I had composed that had to do with melody with a storyline had to do with memories had to do with a vision that I had and sometimes I, you can't express it and that's one of the things that was so magical for me and why I felt this need to release it it was because everything felt like it fit and it was so perfect. And I'm not saying it's a perfect song. I'm not saying it was perfectly recorded. I'm not say- saying it was perfectly conceived. But there was something about it that was very natural and organic. And even though I'm a foreigner when it comes to the actual instrument because I'm I'm a rookie with it, it was it made all the sense in the world. So that's one of the beautiful things about music that it can defy logic it can defy rules it can defy you know genres it can define in any sort of uh, trends and stuff like that and it was just a very very cool thing that I never in a million years thought I would even experience now the third and last track as it relates to the how I released the song has to do with what I always thought it was Kind of intimidating and boring and lame, which was the actual back end of stuff, the publishing thing, going to, you know, websites and reading stuff and applying for things. And that was just so uninteresting to me. And even though it still is not something that I enjoy, I saw it as part of the process. And I asked around, I didn't know what to do. So I asked a few friends and they recommended a few different things. But I also ultimately ended up doing a lot of research on my on my own. So the first thing is, you know, I basically went on YouTube and I started figuring out what or how to get my song on Spotify, basically. And the, the three alternatives that came up were TuneCore, CD Baby, in DistroKid. And I decided to go with a ladder. I decided to go to with DistroKid for several reasons and I encourage you to do your own research and find out what's best for you, but that's what I chose. And DistroKid you know you 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 have to apply and you have to pay and you have to do a couple of certain things that will eventually allow you to have your music out there a numerous very, very, very numerous online platforms. But there was another aspect of it almost before that that has to do with protecting your, you know, your copyrights and your publishing and all that stuff. So I joined BMI and I read, of course, about BMI and ASCAP and I realized I had joined BMI many, many years ago and I had an account. So it was one of those things that I had forgotten about and I went online, I went to BMI and it asked me to log in and I was like, oh, whoa, I already have this info or I already have this you know, membership. And I did. So that was almost like, I wasn't even aware that I had done it. And so those were the sort of two boring, quote unquote, aspects of it that were always intimidating. And maybe they were intimidated back then, or a few years ago, when I first joined BMI, but now there aren't, there's much more research there um, to be shared and to be found online. So that was pretty cool to know that It was way easier than I expected. And then sort of the glue between the artistic side of things of the song and the third track as it relates to the back end and the emails and the computer part of it. By the way, what an amazing feeling when you get that email from DistroKid or use a distributor or whatever that tells you that your song is up and it's live. Super, super, super Cool. Um, but again, the glue that I found fascinating was the artwork. What font to use, what picture to use, and all that other stuff well, it was super, super cool. Now, for the special announcement I wanted to make regarding in ear monitors and specifically, of course, Ultimate Ears. If you're looking to buy, if you're looking to upgrade, if you're looking to get your ears scanned, and so on and so forth, please contact my dear friend Joe Lester at ultimate audiojoe at gmail.com and give him the code. DA twenty DA20 as in Demian Ariaga 20. And he will give you 20% off your next purchase. And if you're here in LA, he'll scan your ears for free. And any and uh, any and every question you might have around uh, having to do with in ear monitors, please check him out. Look him up, Joe Lester at ultimate audiojoe at gmail.com. And again, that code is DA20. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.